Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a August 17th edition of the MSP Initiative. MSP Talk, thank you for giving us a Tuesday off to run um, MSP Community Minds, uh, which was our first in-person event after we parked the bus for the Channel Strong Tour. Uh, here we go, mspinitiative.com. This is where everything that we do exists. So under the sessions tab, uh, which I'll zoom in here a little bit more, under the sessions tab, you will see this session and every other session that we've ever done is recorded uh, in both podcasts and video format. Uh, feel free to rewind uh, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of sessions that go back to 2020. Uh, again, thank you for everyone that came out to MSP Community Minds in Denver this earlier this week. Um, was the very first one. Uh, I think it went really well for being our first event. Uh, would really like to thank everybody who joined us and actually spent time creating content with us. Uh, there were a ton of MSPs that were on panels. Um, there were individual workshops that were two hours at a time. Um, so people like Brad Gross and Juan Fernandez, Pete Bussum, Eric Bowles, Kyle Christensen, um, Reed Warren from IT Valuations. Um, I'm missing one other person. Oh, Ian Richardson and Matt Lee. Thank you very much all, <clears throat> for all you guys putting time in to um, run workshops two times, not one time. So four hours of effort uh, across two days. And then <clears throat> for everyone else that you see here, these were MSPs that did panels. We had three panels. We had a M&A panel, a town hall panel, and the human side of cybersecurity panel. So big thank you to Danny Perry, Henry Tim, JP Kesey, uh, Sheldon Phillips, Seth Kylander, uh, Roddy Bergeron. Um, thank you very much. Uh, and then obviously uh, for our sponsors. We couldn't have done any of this without you. You helped make this event totally possible. I think we kind of changed the event paradigm on its head and we integrated vendors and attendees together so that there was not this hey go to this room somewhere else and go past tables with you know pop-up banners right like we, we integrated these two communities both from an attendee and a vendor into the same sessions the same workshops the same panels and i think we got a much better outcome for it so thank you uh, to ken patterson and taylor business group and then uh Bevoip Carbon Systems, Equilibrium Consulting, and FEMA, Pax8, Threat Locker, Total, Trend Micro, True North Dynamics, and Zorus, our media sponsor, Channel Pro. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, we couldn't have done this without you. Um, made this an absolutely free event, other than traveling to get there uh, for the people that that came. And um, super excited to see build on top of this. This is a really great concept. I think we can. Uh, I think we can make this. Uh, more than just a one and done. So thank you very much for everybody that came out. Ton of pictures, ton of videos. We'll do some recaps of this event. Can't stress enough that, um, you know, we just were out to try something different. And I think we actually accomplished uh, something pretty cool. So thank you everyone that came out. Uh, we have three, not one, not two, not three. What am I, LeBron James? Uh, we have three MSP community um, block parties. Uh, we like to call them the first one we're calling the boat party. Um, so on um, August 23rd, uh, coming up here next week, if you happen to be in Fort Lauderdale um, or South Florida, for that matter, you can join us. Or if you're going to the Big Big uh, Conference, check them out. Uh, we'll be doing an MSP community boat party on the 23rd from six to nine. 
Then, if you happen to be going to Kaseya Datokan uh, in the second uh, to the fourth of October, we will be doing a block party event on not the first night, the second night, which is October third. Uh, we're starting to kind of move people out of the main hotel uh, around nine forty-five ish, and we'll be going to close. So, October third, can't miss it. We'll be right down the street from the, the main conference hotel in Miami. It's going to be great. You know, we've obviously done these DatoCon events for a long time. And then, lastly, we'll be doing the MSP Community Block Party at IT Nation in Orlando. So that'll be the after uh, the first night after the welcome reception. We are about to announce our entertainment for the evening. Last year was the All American Rejects. This year. We will tell you shortly, kind of excited, uh, especially if you're a 90s fan. Uh, community offers, these are just hookups from different um, companies around the community, special offers. And lastly, is our industry calendar, which right now goes until December 31st. And we're now gonna start putting in uh, 2024 dates and times as people start shooting those out so that you guys can figure out where you're going and what's happening in the sandbox. Sorry for a longer, uh, homework session there. It's just a lot of stuff going out there uh, in IT land and MSP land. And uh, yeah, we love to have good times. With that being said, our special guest today, Chris Marquez, who is over at Iron Scales. What's going on, Chris? How you doing, George? Hey, man. You know, it's a Thursday. Just trying to you know catch up on the mailbox from being out for a few days. But uh Doing pretty good, man. Just really excited that uh, after lots of effort, <laughs> we pulled off our first kind of hotel style event. So that was uh, that was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, congratulations on that. Yeah, I feel you catching back up on the mailbox. I was actually just out of town uh, overseas for the last uh, for 11 days and got back Monday and I feel like I'm still playing catch up. So 100 percent. Where'd you go? Uh, we went to, so one of my good friends, he's actually a PAX 8 director of revenue operations, Jared Smith. Actually, I don't know if that's his title anymore, but he uh, got married in outside of Geneva, Switzerland in Morzine, France. And so my fiance and I extended our trip and uh, went to Spain, went to Ibiza for four days and then went to uh, Barcelona for four days. So it was a really, really fun trip. We had some airport shenanigans happen which i know that you're very familiar with that were you know really fun so but all in yeah. all it was, it was wonderful no that's great i mean i'm pretty sure there's a, a song about that abisa place uh well, <laughs> hey, man, i mean and i hope everybody's enjoying their european travels this year uh because apparently they're gonna start making it like you have to apply for visas and like pay for visas and all this other stuff that's coming, I think in 2024. So I think the, uh, the jig is up, but um, you know, I, I was able to, I mean, obviously not for vacation, which, uh, but for work uh, we uh, were out in UK ton or in Dublin and then Prague, that was really cool. Um, I've never been there before and probably didn't get enough time, uh, you know, perusing and, and, you know, gallivanting around the town, but Hey, um hope everybody's never getting enough. Now. Never yeah. enough never enough um thanks for promoting this session i know we did it kind of last minute and yes the nfl season is upon us so um yeah really pumped for my eagles who i think got really just shafted at the super bowl um i, I still don't get over the eight hundred thousand dollar field that 
looks like the slip and slide hose got disconnected and everybody was just, you know, all over the place, but okay, I guess. Um, Absolutely, absolutely amazing that you put on a billion dollar event in the field, which I would argue is pretty important is not is not right, but I digress. Uh, But yeah, super excited for the birds. Um, We'll see how your uh, how your Broncos over there in Colorado do this year. We'll see if Sean Payton can whip him into shape, right? He's basically said uh, that the coaching last year was the worst he'd ever seen. And so, and everything that they, that they did last year, he, you could expect to be completely ripped out and replaced. So wasn't there something like I was, I watched the first episode of hard knocks with the jets and like, what was the beef with one of the coaches on the jets? They're like, that was the comment. Was that what it was? Yeah, I think it's because it was the jet. He was the old coach of the Broncos who got let go. And now he's over at the jets. And so it was, yeah, basically Sean Payton yeah. giving him grief. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, I, I, at least, at least there's something to do in the preseason when nothing else is going on. Uh, awesome. Well, you have been uh, in the sandbox. I like to call it MSP land, the sandbox. Everybody tries to build their castles and then sometimes they get washed away. <laughs> um, but you've been in the sandbox for a while. So for people who don't know you, Chris, haven't run into you, don't know your story. I always like to start these with like, you know, going down history lane, you know, like, how did you start in the industry? Like what your path was? How did you get to where you're at today? And then like we go from there. Yeah. So um, better part of a decade now, almost eight, nine years, I believe I've been in the space. Uh, got my start because of actually Jared Smith, whose wedding I was at. I, I called him up one day because I needed a job. And he said, I'm going to interview for our friend, Ryan Burton, who we all know and love uh, over at PAX 8. And he said, uh, I'm interviewing at PAX 8. Maybe I could get you an interview. And so I went in for an interview with Nick Hetty. And he basically said, uh, well, we have a training round coming up that's full. This is back when we were hiring six people at a time. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know if I can wait that long. let me know. And, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm in the car driving home and Nick Hetty called and uh, offered me a position at PAX 8. And I believe I was right around the 50th employee, the 12th overall sales rep. Um, you know, this was back when PAX 8 was, I think we had less than a thousand total partners um, com- combined, um, million dollar run rate company. And so, basically started there working with Nick and Jared Pangretic and Ryan Burton and Kip Johnson, some of who's over in EMEA as the VP now, and really um, got my start in the space at, at PAX 8 and helped. I was at PAX 8 from 50 employees through about 550. When I started at PAX 8, we ha- sold, I think it was like six or seven vendors on our line card. Um, we're talking like Symantec and the data maps and InfraScale, Microsoft, we were still a, you know, CSP2 under, under Arrow. And so um, got our start just, you know, knocking down doors, battling, fighting, uh, trying to fight in the good fight, trying to disrupt the industry, as, as they say. And, you know, just showing uh, the MSP and MSSP community what we could do differently over there. And, you know, uh, throughout my time there, we ended up growing from, you know, seven, eight vendors to 55 plus. So I've had the, the lucky experience to work with between there and LionGuard over 100 different vendors in our space. And I kind of climbed through the ranks at PAX 8, 
um, was a you know senior security continuity productivity specialist, was a regional sales manager at one time, and then had the opportunity to take over um, a regional position at LionGuard under Adam Slutskin, who once again, wonderful leader in this space, and Sean Slutskin, and ended up moving into a strategic sales manager role at LionGuard, and then had the opportunity to come over here at IronScales and take over as the director of MSP, MSSP, and I run global alliances for some of our distribution partners, such as Pax8. And yeah, it's, it's been quite the road. I've been lucky enough to work under some of the, the greatest leaders in the industry and, you know, honestly build relationships with people like yourself. And, you know, Ken Patterson, I knew from day one at Pax8, so I've known Ken for the better part of a decade. And so um, my career has been, you know, built through the relationships and, you know, just knowledge that I've been able to undertake through the different positions that I've had the had the joy of being in at this point in time. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome, by the way. And quite frankly, um, kind of outlines how the sandbox, as big as we think that it is, is actually kind of small, right? And like, exactly. it's a relationship game. And the more, you know, people interact and communicate with each other, like, you know, it's, I hate to use the cliche, it's who you know, not what you know. I think who you know helps. <laughs> you still need to have some knowledge to do things, but um, it's better yeah, together, yeah. right? Better together. Hashtag exactly. better. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and we, we all know and love Ken. Uh, we actually had some time with Ken uh, in Denver earlier this week at Community Minds. Um, and he gave a pretty cool session, you know, hour you know, kind of session on the fact that community is what makes this this sandbox so, so special and that, you know, people need to get out of their, you know, their castles and their moats and get into the conversation, right? And I think that that's a big part of the message that he put out there. And I I, I do believe it, man. I really do. I think we're, yeah. we're, we're all, we all, you know, the whole Matt Lee, you know, rising all tides, all boats kind of thing. Love that message. Um, it's an effort, man, but everybody has to play their part. Just one of the few messages that Matt Lee has, right? <laughs> hey, Matt and Don Kirby do a great job. I mean, oh, I think they, wonderful, uh, wonderful. they were both there together um, at, you know, this week earlier, Community Minds, and they do a lot of great content, which you can't have enough of. And um, yeah, I think people should take a page out of their book, right? Like um, we had Eric Bowles over there who, who found the Pax 8 Studios originally and yeah, I, I you know I just love his message too, right? It's like you need to like put afraid that that afraidness aside and like turn on your camera and just start start talking about stuff that you know that you love that you're passionate about, and then like it usually builds from there. So no, I mean great messaging uh, from all those people, and like hey, you're you're tied into that story, right? That's how you kind of. Yeah, gotcha. and, and Matt's been one of my biggest mentors and advisors throughout my career as well. You know, just listening to Matt speak over time, you know, before he was ever, he, we we didn't ever cross paths at Pax8, but we crossed paths everywhere else in the industry, right? Because Matt is everywhere. And so whenever it came time for me to maybe make a tough decision, Matt was one of my first calls to say, hey, what do you know? Give me some insight. And, you know, his messaging was the same. He's like, open your eyes up, do what feels right to you. If you need any advice, let me know. 100%, 100%. So talk to us a little bit about, how, you know, why iron scales and like, what are they solving for 
you know, the community, right? Like what's their, what's their checkbox? What's their answer that they're solving for when it comes to the big package of things that every MSP has to evaluate, hopefully regularly in the, the things that they offer their end customers? Yeah, so Iron Skills does a few different things that can check boxes. So first of all, we are an, an email, an, an AI-based email security anti-phishing platform that with an integrated phishing simulation and security and awareness training platform. So when you're talking about your incident response type controls, when you're talking about having to check the box for security and awareness training, we help check both of those boxes. And with our API-based connection, we're utilizing Microsoft's Graph API. We just have a webhook that alerts us. And our AI Themis, who is the Greek goddess of good counsel, bless her soul, she scans emails within milliseconds. And so we're an on-delivery type service, but what really makes us unique is our post-delivery controls. And so when I say post-delivery controls, I mean, one, it's our community. One of those things, once again, better together. So our HI, our human insights, and our AI integrate to make sure that we can actually identify zero-day attacks and unknown threats that are out there. Because the second that someone utilizes our report phishing or report email button that you see so frequently out there today, it, and an analyst actually confirms or our AI confirms that it is indeed phishing, we reach out to the rest of our community and we search for similar the similar footprint, a similar uh, anomaly that's going on. That way we can use our community, which is 10,000 customers plus strong, millions of users that we're supporting and protecting and securing on a daily basis. We're utilizing our community because we know one thing that technology is only you know as 99% if at the highest. It's gonna fail, it's not sure-proof. And so that's why we are mixing HI with AI to power us into the future. And then the other part of our post-delivery controls is our recursive scanner. And so with legacy systems or even some of the ICAS, it's called an ICAS is what we are. We're an ICAS generation two, which is an integrated cloud email security platform. When mail gets through to the endpoint, if it's uh, not, say, white, or if it's whitelisted, or if it's not a known threat and it gets through a traditional gateway and it's sitting on the inbox or on the, on the user's inbox, it can weaponize. So it's, an, it's innocuous when it comes through. And with these social engineered attacks that are so pre prevalent today, what we have the ability to do is continuously scan the environment and identify those, those types of attacks the second that they weaponize. So if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, we're gonna know it, we're gonna be able to quarantine it from not only that user's environment, but every single user in that organization, every single mailbox in that organization's environment at one time with our clustering ability. So you're able to classify an incident on behalf of multiple people at one time, which really streamlines an MSP's ability to, you know, identify what's going on in a matter of a minute, rather than going through the process of looking up whether SPF has failed, whether it's an impersonation attempt, whether DMARC's in place, whether the IP host has been known to be malicious or send malicious content. All of that stuff takes on average about 30 minutes. With Iron Scales, you can identify this if 
Themis hasn't already automated the uh, result for you in less than a minute. Hmm. So anytime I always talk to people, you know, I guess the argument is, well, hey, Microsoft already does this, right? Or Google already does this. Like, why should I go outside of their ecosystem or their product set to plug this hole, right? And I can imagine what your response is going to be, but, you know, I'm sure this comes up enough. So what is the answer? We're specialized. I mean, this is what we do. We spend 100% of our time focused on phishing and email security and security and awareness training. And so it's all in one and we incorporate things like advanced threat protection that are built into our platform. We are evolving by utilizing uh, autonomous phishing campaigns now, which has been a real kind of it's it's a drain to have to as an MSP to have to go out and create a new phishing campaign on behalf of every single client every single month when you want to send it out. And so we're doing things that are more automated. We're utilizing features like our um, it's called Fish LLM, which is our large large language model. To it's like a Chat GPT feature that we're adding in to try to save MS, MSPs time and automate everything that they're doing. Hmm. So let me just get this straight, right? You have the additional email protection, right? You know, both on the front and after it's been delivered. You have the, you know, the the fish auto, you know, phishing automation testing, so that you can keep your users on their toes and make sure that you're doing the checkbox of like, you know, trying to catch them before somebody else does, right? Kind of thing. That's cool. And you're doing this in such a way where it's centralized. Yep. And multi-tenant. Yep. Multi-tenant dashboard, manage all your customers from one spot. Okay. So you're, and then, and then the argument is, Hey, whatever Microsoft has is great. This is still going to do more than what they're doing uh, because what they're doing isn't perfect. Yeah. And if anyone ever, and, and that's always a good argument. And what I always tell our partners is, Give us a try because we have what's called we're no no commitments no quotas to become an iron scales partner you can do it with us direct or through some of our distribution partners but we have what's called a 90-day scan back in place where you can turn us on in silent mode and we will go out and we will do exactly what it sounds like we will scan back that environment every mailbox in that environment every piece of mail in that user's inbox for 90 days and we will pull back a report that shows how many active incidents that we would have classified or how many potentially malicious emails are in that ecosystem that weren't caught by their existing vendor, whether it be Microsoft or any other vendor in the space. And so it'll categorize it, whether it's by you know, malicious link or attachment, whether it's the community, once again, our community thinks that it's um, it's deemed it's malicious. And one of the other things that we do differently is instead of looking for just malicious content, we're looking for malicious intent. Because one of the biggest things that we've seen these days is a piece of mail that it might get through. If it doesn't have, it'll get through a traditional seg, through a traditional service, a traditional email gateway is if there's no malicious attachment or malicious URL and it's not blacklisted, then it'll go right through. But the language of the email will say, hey, and if it's an impersonation attempt, it'll say, hey, I need you to send me a wire transfer for 
or I need you to send me $1,000 in Amazon gift cards. We've all seen this happen multiple times. And so with us, we actually look at the body of the email and identify if there's malicious intent involved as well as malicious content. Okay. So that by, that's actually pretty cool because that stuff happens all the time. I mean, yeah, you know, we're, and unfortunately, <laughs> I think even they're trying outside of email sometimes they start trying to text people, right? And they're like, yeah. hey, you yep. know. And we actually incorporate smishing um, in our simulation testing and our phishing simulations. We incorporate SMS um, hmm. hacks or SMS phishing emails as well, or smishing emails. I, I love that term, smishing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, but like this stuff happens all the time. And like, unfortunately, like low hanging fruit for the bad guys, right? Like they kind of do it because it's easy and they do it to a lot of people at once. And then whoever pulls down you know, the Apple, then they got you. Yep. So no, that, I mean, I love the fact that you incorporate the SMS part because by the way, not many people do. So that's really cool. I assume that you got to preload <laughs> all of the content. Yeah. You know, like that, well, that brings a good question. How do you implement this? Like, does it, you know, do you, do you have to sync over users that are already in your email system? Do you have to do it manually? Like what's the process look like? Yeah. So it's all automated and like back to the 90 day scan back. So we'll pull all of that, you know, the different content or the different categories, but we'll show you who the top targeted employees are in the organization, the top targeted departments, what the most visited domains are, who the VIP users are. So the executives. And so when it comes to the phishing simulations that you can send out, we actually integrate via AD Sync with Microsoft, right? And so there's different groups that you can sync and it's all automated. You can select who, you can select it for it to go out to the whole company. You can select different departments or you can actually select it by awareness level. And so we integrate, like I said, we're our, we're our SAT, our SAT is integrated into our, into our platform. And so we actually use a ranking of individuals to help the individuals that are basically more in, I don't want to say intelligent, but have a higher acumen to identify potentially malicious emails to protect the ones that don't because they're higher ranked. And the way that you get ranked higher is by utilizing the report phishing button correctly. It's by reporting phishing. It's by not, uh, it's by not getting caught by the phishing simulations that are sent out. And when it comes to the simulations, we work with multiple different providers that it's the content you don't, you can upload your own content, but in most times it's not necessary because we have content that ranges from not only phishing simulations, but, you know, new employee training to recommended, like what's going on at, at this point in time. So Memorial Day, is it Memorial Day that's coming up? The, but, yeah, let's just call it the, yeah, the, 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 the Fourth of July, like Fourth of July, for instance, yeah. there was a bunch Labor of Day, W2s, Day, W2 yeah. scams are always huge. And that's where it's with our autonomous campaigns, where you have the ability to just give us a schedule and RAI will go out and decide what is the right phishing simulation to send out at that point in time. And it'll do it all automatically and simply send you the results. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, one of the things that I got from this past week uh, in Denver was everybody's just kind of following everybody else. Like there's no, 
because there's just like everything else, there's so many ways to ultimately relate to Rome, right? Like everybody's just like, I don't know which direction. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Like, do I do this first? Do I do this next? What's the big picture look like? It's a little bit of follow the leader. And I'm kind of concerned that the whole follow the leader is the blinds leading the blind a little bit, <laughs> not to try and be negative, but um, I think everybody has a chart of things that they're like, you should be have a product in X, Y, Z, but I think it's a little bit like a fire hose. I don't think these people have like enough time to understand what the whole thing is supposed to look like. And then uh, for me, it's like they just do a lot of me too things, right? Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I, yeah, we have an offering for that. I mean, I, I, I've always joked, but it's not too far from reality that every time an MSB gets a, a call from either an existing customer or prospective customer, they're like, oh, yeah, I can do something for you. And then they're quickly trying to find an answer because they don't have one, right? While they're like, you know, oh, uh, yeah, let me, let me get your proposal. I'll be right back to you. And then all of a sudden something pops up, right? So um, I, I love the automatedness of this conversation. Um, I love that it pulls in, you know, automatically. And you're like, and the, the 90 day backwards is kind of cool, right? Because then it's kind of like a, Hey, I'm going to drive the car before I buy it, which is cool. I think that's a, that's a really cool feature. Uh, of course, we heard all the right things earlier, right? No minimums, month to month, multi-tenanted. You know, I assume that, you know, the next question that usually comes after all of that is, well, like, what's support look like? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it depends. You know, if you're going through one of our distribution partners, they are obviously going to take on that first tier of support. We're lucky enough to work with, you know, one of the best out there, if not the best out there in PAX 8. Uh, you know, I still bleed a little bit of uh, black and green. And sometimes I'll be on a call and I'll say we when I'm on with the PAX 8 team, because it's, you know, I've never really got away from them because at Lion Guard, we worked with them heavily. I work directly with their teams every day. And so their support team is one of the best out there. Um, and then obviously our direct support, you're going to be able to reach out to my partner, technical manager, Felix, who's amazing. You'll be able to reach out to our CSM team. You'll be able to reach out to our support team directly. And in any immediate scenario, you can always reach out to me. That's awesome. I love that. Um, if you were to say, like, we already talked about Microsoft and Google a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of spam filtering products out there. Like, what do you think would be, like, the one, you know, the top two or three things that, like, hey, yeah, you have a lot of solutions out there. This is what sets us apart from the rest. So first, first thing that comes to mind is our AI. She's always learning. And the problem with, you know, the filters and that type of, of a solution is that when you whitelist things in this day and age, I think that's one of the most dangerous things that you can do with the amount of credential harvesting and account takeovers that are happening. Because say that I whitelist you, George, at Bvoid, but someone takes your account over and you're a trusted source and then they are using your account to fish my organization then all of that mail is going to get through unscanned. And so with us, our AI is able to look for spam. We're able to identify it. And if there is false positives, which you know there will be from time to time in any email security solution, all it is is a click of a button. You mark it safe. It'll revert back to that user and every other user's inbox. And then our machine learning and Themis kick in. 
and they start to recognize those habits. And then over time, she just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And so she's actually doing all of the work for you. So you don't have to go in on the back end like a traditional model where you have to basically inspect, you have to classify the instant, you have to do all of these different steps and then do one of those steps is basically going in and creating policies or rules in the back end every time one of these events happen, which if you're a larger MSP or even a smaller MSP where your time should be focused on revenue generating business and not OPEX and operational expenses, which is spending time in the vendor platform, which we all know the enemy of all managed service contracts is time. And so we are trying to not only give our MSPs the ability to, with like the 90 day scan back to give them the leverage to go out and sell, but we're trying to give them those, that time back through our AI and through the automation that we're trying to provide. Okay. There it is. I mean, I think, you know, there's really no risk to try it, right? I mean, like, it's not like you're locking yourself into a three-year contract you know, when you go to step in and swipe the credit card. So I would um, never, I would never build it that way. <laughs> some people do. I mean, I, I know we all know that the PEVC guys out there uh, have their way, right? I mean, which is, it's a fair question. I'm going to ask it right now because it seems to be come up all the time. Like, you guys, you know, what's, what's your situation, right? You got investors in there. Like, obviously if you do, you've, you found a way to not have the playbook applied. So, you know, what's, what's the, what's the background of iron scales look like? If you know. I mean, you know, iron scales has been around. I actually sold iron scales at PAX eight. They were our fir the first real security company that I believe uh, like that we brought in after the first initial, like seven that were there when I started and so they've been around since 2000. We've been around since 2014. Um, we're now based in Atlanta as an Israel founded uh, email security company, like, uh, like a lot of these security companies are nowadays. Um, but yeah, we have a good set of investors. Uh, we have, you know, we're doing what's best for the organization every step of the way and trying to do what's best for our customers. And that's where we're really putting all of our, a lot of our, our money and our time right now is into R&D and into taking the feedback that we're receiving from our customers to try to, and our partners and our, our distribution partners, such as PAX8, to evolve and grow and, you know, continue on this path that, that we've been fortunate enough to be on so far. That's awesome. So even though there are investors and even though the company wasn't, you know, originally started here in the U.S., they still have applied the we're not going to lock you in if you don't want to be locked in. You can go month to month, no minimum. Try it before you buy it. I mean, sounds like it's what we want to see in MSP land. Yep. Yep, exactly. And, you know, we do have different avenues that we're going through as well. We are expanding other parts of our business. But what we're focused on, what I'm focused on in the MSP space, I've built it out through, you know, like through the sandbox, through learning from the sandbox over years of time and building out, you know, that's, that was my goal here. We didn't have an MSP, MSP, SP direct division. We focused on going through distribution. And so now that I've taken over the reins, um, I've basically built it out how, how we've all learned it should be. 
Fair enough. Thank you. I'm sure, I'm sure that I'll find some mistakes that I've made along the way, but at least I'm trying to build it out the right way. So those mistakes are easier to fix than if I had to kind of rip out a whole program and replace nothing, it. Nothing's perfect. Nothing's <laughs> perfect. We all know that, but like the willingness to be flexible is important. I think we, you know, I think that's the main gist of like any true partnership, right? A little bit of give, a little bit of take, find a way to find, meet everybody in the middle as best as possible. Um, that's usually a good recipe for success. So, so that probably means we're going to see you out and about between now and the end of the year um, at some of these events coming up. Yeah, I'll be at uh, I'll be at Big Big next week. There it is. Can't can't go wrong with the Diplomat Beach Resort in good old Fort Lauderdale. It's actually a pretty oh, nice place. Oh, I, I, yeah. We'll we'll see. Uh, I've gotten some reviews of like where to go, where to stay away from in that area. I was like, I'll probably be with the same group the whole time, like in the same place. So, but the yeah. Diplomat does look nice. It looks like it's been redone lately, and you know, with uh, your travel card, depending on what you have, you get some automatic upgrades when you check in. So we'll see if. Uh, we can get one of those famous, infamous uh, Adam Slutskin sweet parties or something going on when we're out there. <laughs> he does love, he really does love this. It's a little old school, but that's, his thing, <laughs> I know, you know, like I like to, I, yeah, there's sometimes the suite can only hold so many people at one time though. Exactly. So I like, I like to go a little bit, a little bit bigger. Yeah, like, me too. I like a boat, there. like a boat, like a boat, like a boat. Hey, can't go wrong with the boat. Uh, I'm actually, on a boat. <laughs> wow yeah like the song yeah uh oh let's hope let's hope i didn't even you know what let's just do it right now because now i'm worried let's see what is the weather next week in fort lauderdale can we see let's see you're like florida it should always be good uh, there's a hurricane a couple times in florida let's <laughs> see. always have that mid-afternoon rainstorm let's see friday saturday sunday monday tuesday of course, Wednesday, 30% chance of rain. The rest of the week, sunny. Why does that happen? So you heard it here first. Bring your rain jackets, folks. Yeah. Like Saturday, Sunday, in case you went in early. Monday, Tuesday, sunny. Wednesday, 30% chance of rain. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sun sunny. <laughs> oh, man. that's that, that always gets me, man. But it looks like the rain is in the morning. So hopefully that's the case. Because the boat is in the in the afternoon evening time frame. On Wednesday. On Wednesday, yeah. So we're oh, the boats man. at like six to nine. So, <laughs> yeah, the rain looks like it's in the morning. Um, I said I say all this, and then last year in Orlando we had like the hurricane. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> was you know, during the all American rejects. That was that was a fun one. Oh man, talk. I mean, I'm glad I'm bald, dude. I don't. I don't got any more hair to pull out. I'm pulling the trigger. There it is. Yeah, me and you shop at the same place. I think all yeah. good. Yeah, I need uh, to still find yeah. one of those one of those good razors. I'm still kind of too lazy, and so it gets a little bit long. I need to find find something good that's easy and quick for me to use. I try and say something that TSA won't stop me for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> although the Denver airport, I, I just. I guess they added like you know how you know they pretty much bring everybody into that main security wing before yeah. you get on the train. So like apparently like they put this additional TSA pre-check section like on the side, and like somehow some way I lucked into rolling through this like it doesn't they don't have clear yet at that area. It's just pre-check, 
and like it comes in on the other side of where the main thing comes in man that was a that was a godsend man because sometimes that that line in in at denver is like out the door yeah we i have clear and pre-check but sometimes i'll skip that even and if you go up to the left there's actually a one that takes you right into a terminal up top before you go down and that thing is uh pretty untouched sometimes which is amazing skip everything yeah such a weirdly laid out airport head scratcher uh and i didn't realize that i guess the train is free like july and august or something so but yeah the the tram or the train system oh i didn't know that either yeah see that hooking you up man (laughs) teaching me about my own city i I love it (laughs) i mean you know you gotta you gotta work with train schedules which not doesn't doesn't always align right (laughs) as a guy who lives in suburban philadelphia the train system's called septa here southeastern pennsylvania transportation authority and uh i can't maybe i've only taken septa 10 times in my life i mean it's not i don't know i'm a drive guy i can say Seems yeah me like too I'm, I'm, a, I'm a drive guy myself I'm, yeah 100 percent. so yeah. we can see at big big maybe maybe you might pop out to uh one of these other things happen for them the year it's like that conference row where all these events happen side by side by side yeah, we'll see. Um, I'll, I'll probably, I'll definitely be out and about. I love it. Out and about somewhere where probably Ken Patterson might be. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. And I hope not at the same time now, <laughs> but yeah, probably somewhere Ken Patterson. Might be. Yeah. Or Adam with the suite, with the suite. I got you. <laughs> or Adam. Uh, where do you see, you know, like I think Jay McBain from Canalis uh, just put out a thing where like MSPs are now starting to have like a negative outlook on the, uh, you know, like for the rest of the year, right. Going into next year on like the economy. Right. Um, I still think the question is out. Right. I don't think it's really hit as hard as we thought it was going to like, you start, do you feel from the people that you're talking to on a regular, that it's business as usual pedal down all, you know, nothing no problem or are you starting to feel like a little bit of a slower time kind of thing yeah um you know i don't know i, I had a chance to sync up with with jay for quite a while at, at beyond and a uh, very smart guy their canalis is uh you know they're unique and they they have their stuff together and so when it comes to that situation though i don't can't, can't say that i've noticed too big of an impact or too big of a what what's the right word? The MSPs are too threatened by what's going to happen. One of the things during all of this kind of downslide or economic fall, if you want to call it that, has been technology has been pretty constant. And Fair. so, you know, there's a business, and especially now that businesses are back up and running, SMBs are back up and running, people can go out and about. COVID isn't locking everybody in their house. Uh, you know, it's it's just a different situation. And with if there's one thing that COVID did, it taught everybody out there that about how important technology is and how important the work that these MSPs and these what these vendors are doing to make it so they can continue to live their lives and function and make money and do their jobs remotely. 
And so I think that's one of the positives that came out of COVID. And that's why a lot of people are still working from home. And a lot of these businesses will allow remote workforces that never did before because they did an analysis of their workforce after that first year of COVID. And they realized that their people were just as more productive, if not more productive when working from home. And they had a better quality of life because they weren't spending two hours on the road mad at traffic and mad at the world every day and then coming home mad because of traffic and then that ripple down effect on the family comes down and so um that's just been one of the positives that came from from covid and and everything else but you know i have faith I, i'm more of a positive type of person so whatever happens we're going to keep on trucking we're going to keep on rolling and we'll we'll be here to help help whoever's needed no 100 percent um I, by the way, I love the positive outlook. Um, I do agree that technology historically, you know, marches to its own drum uh, or beats to its own drum. That's fair. Um, hopefully people have taken, and then this is, it comes back to what we talked about earlier, right? Like your end customer has a lot of pressure on them, right? You know, being in front of the MSP, you know, like, if something happens, you don't want to be stuck on the other side paying for something where your end customer stopped paying you. Um, that's the worst position to be in. I, yeah, it's a crap sandwich. It's maybe a, a George way of explaining it. <laughs> um, so I, I like I like people on the vendor side, on the supplier side, that understand that, right? Because like, you know, if your your partner's only going to be as healthy as the ability for them to be, you know, stay on the positive side of the of the cash flow story, right? Yeah. I mean. You know, I know everybody's out there to make money. Totally understand, but you know, at the end of the day, like we want the, we want these partners to be as healthy as possible. And I think that you know, technology. The reason I think a lot of these people pick technology, other than you know, they just like toys. <laughs> and I'll I'll admit that was part of why I like technology. Uh, I also like to fix things, though, right? Like break it, put it back together again, kind of thing. But uh, I think part of the other problem, and we hear it all the time, Chris, I, I, you know, I'm sure this comes up in your conversations is risk, right? The MSP is taking on more and more and more risk in order to, you know, either hold on to customers or onboard new customers. And I think part of the problem is, is that convincing the end customer to spend more money than they think is reasonable to spend on this conversation forces people into a position where kind of don't have locks on your doors and windows, right? Like you're kind of just hoping and praying that you're in a safe neighborhood, but chances are if somebody really wants to do something, they're going to not have a lot of barriers to create a problem. Yeah. And you know, that risk is, it's tough to swallow. And that's where I think just making sure that you're, you have to have your own house secure first, right? You have to have your own house secure before you can secure anyone else's. And do things like make sure that you're certified, make sure that you are GRC, you're integrating or working with GRC or cyber insurance organizations. So when you're having the conversations with these clients, it's easier to explain the risk that they're taking by not maybe spending this extra money and being able to have those legitimate business conversations and uh, examples of organizations like themselves that have suffered because they didn't make that decision. It's it's like posing that question like, hey, spend this now or spend this later. 
right? Spend a little bit now, spend a lot later. And it's like, can you afford downtime? How much is this going to cost you if you go down? Could you lose your business? It's these serious conversations where you're not so much talking about their business, but you're talking about their lives and their family. And so that's where that whole human element comes in to where, yes, we like toys. Yes, we like to try to break and fix things, but I was never that way. I didn't know what the cloud was until like three weeks of working in Pax 8. And I finally figured it out on an infrascale call when I was like, oh, it's just they're more secure data. Okay, I got this now. Now, now I'm good. And so for me, it was always about truly believing that I'm helping people. And so for me, that that's where I always take things. And I think that's what's allowed me to be as successful as I am, as I've always tried to put people first and it's, you know, it's been a good route for me. That's awesome. Where do people find more information about how to reach you, look into iron scales, learn more about the pro the platform a little bit, maybe get some more information. Yeah. So uh, you can go to ironscales.com and um, click on partner and you can find our information there, or you can reach out to me directly at C Marquez, M-A-R-Q-U-E-Z at ironscales.com um, or go to, yeah, I mean, the easiest way, ironscales.com or just reach out to me directly. Or if you're a PAX 8 partner, feel free to hit up your PAX 8 CAM or uh, SSC. They will be able to provide you all of the information that you need or get me involved if necessary. And as we mentioned before, at four MSP partners, it's free to get started. We'll give you a free NFR to protect your team internally as well. And then for your clients, we offer you know, 30, 14 to 30 day trials, depending on what route you go, which will give you enough time to run that free 90 day scan back and find out exactly what we would have caught that your existing provider doesn't and hopefully help you, you know, win some more business and open your eyes up and open your client size up to the risk that they are taking by not utilizing um, more advanced product and by not getting the training that they really need, because the training is a key component in all of email security, because when technology fails, you have to depend on the individual. Yeah, well, we know not all individuals are maybe the best cybersecurity people out there, that's for sure. They're more busy clicking on Facebook sometimes or Instagram. Uh, yeah, or fantasy football because it's coming up. I, I got you, man. I know. I'm sure. I know. I knew you were a fantasy football guy. Uh, how many leagues are you in? Uh, three. Yeah. What's the What's the biggest buy-in? Five hundred. Okay, that's real money, man. I we it was it was a. Uh... Last year we ended up having a tie because huh. we had, I had Josh Allen in the unfortunate game of that Bills that game. got canceled. So how did you handle that? So we ended up chopping it because we didn't know how to handle it. And I, I was in second place. I, I was playing that that hit my sorry. I was in a game, and the other player was done all of his players had, had finished and i had josh allen and all he needed was 30 points total and that's totally doable basically his average for the season and so me and one of my friends you know luckily he was nice enough to understand that the situation that i was in and we decided to just chop it okay so so did you end up winning the league or not 
Well, we tied. It was the championship game that this so happened. Did you split it? Yeah, we just split it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, that was that was a tough decision. You know, that's unheard of, and nothing like that's ever happened before. I, I hope it doesn't happen again. Oh man. yeah, that was I'm just glad to see him back on the field and playing ball again. That's what's most important. I I mean, that 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 could be like an end of your career. I mean, the guy almost died. I mean, end of your life. But like, all right, we pulled it out. We made it. Now you're now the thing that you've been doing your entire life from this point, right? Can you still do it? It's pretty serious stuff. That is serious stuff. That would that would be terrifying, but you know, and that's why it's so so cool. I think of like technology, like technology that we may not work in and we may not know much about, but the technology that saved his life on the field and in the ambulance and you know in the hospital that's allowing him to play football again. It's uh one of those things that makes you kind of humble. And appreciate it for everything that we, we, you know. All right. We, so I'm, I'm not going to let you go until I get you on the record. What's what's your schedule prediction for your Broncos? How many wins? I'm sure you've done this already. Oh, let's go 10 and 11 and seven. Okay. All right. Yeah, 11, and six, 11 and six. 11 seven, and six. 11 right? and six. 11 and six. Okay. It's, I mean, that's a bold statement, Cotton. Okay. You feel confident? We got this. We, right. got tough, we got a tough division. Yeah, very tough division. Yeah. I'm gonna write that down. We'll come back to you later on in the season and see how you're eleven doing. and six. Eleven and six. Okay. All right. I, I, I whatever whatever ends up happening, I think the Eagles, for the first time, I think the NFC East hasn't had a back to back division winner since 2004, which was actually the Eagles. Uh, so uh, we know I think it wasn't the, Eagles, the Cowboys. We know it wasn't the Cowboys. <laughs> I think they stopped playing football in 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 1995. If, if yeah, I think I think okay. that's I think that's. What uh, I think the NFC comes through Philadelphia. I think the NFC comes through South Philadelphia. Uh, I think uh, I think there's a very very good possibility that the Eagles will be appearing in the Super Bowl again. We'll see what happens. Yeah, the the toughest test I, I've always I've grown up. But Denver born and raised, but I always grew up a huge 49er fan. Jerry Rice was my favorite player of all time growing up as a kid. You know, watching you have that much stock in Brock Purdy. Oh, is that well? That's that's the whole thing. It's it's if depending on that quarterback situation, there we're gonna be in they might be I, you know what? I think the best quarterback that the 49ers have is is gonna be starting in uh Vegas this year. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Jimmy, Jimmy G. Jimmy, oh, man, that's frustrating. I'm not a huge Jimmy G fan, but that you might be right. <laughs> I mean, I I would argue that the Raiders might have a better season than the Niners. Hey, the kid got it done in the playoffs. But did he? But did he? He got knocked out, and then He's his backup eight. got knocked out, and then they basically <laughs> had the water boy back there. Yeah, but I'm saying we should start the water boy. I mean, it worked in the movie. <laughs> Did you hear they're coming out with Waterboy 2, by the way? Oh, man. I don't know. Is it with Adam Sandler? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll give it a peek. I'm not a big sequel guy. You know, the best sequel yeah. that's come out in a long time was, was Top Gun 2, but. <laughs> uh, yes, 100% agree. They absolutely crushed Top Gun 2. Yeah. Just the storyline in general. It was just fantastic. And so. That was, I, mean, yeah, like, not, I probably huge... watched that movie. 15 times already. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> so good. 
But yeah, we'll uh, see. That. If all all said and done, though, in all honesty, your Eagles are tough. You guys have a great squad. I believe that uh, it'll probably go go through your 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 way as well. I love championship games in South Philadelphia. I really do. One thing I can promise you, like you can take this to the bank, is that the field will not look like a water rink in <laughs> South Philadelphia. Right, it's, it's like, gonna can you come skate out here? Like, are they gonna ice this? Are they gonna ice this out when you're done? Let you it skate may on? feel like concrete, but it will not be wet. I can promise <laughs> you that. Unbelievable, unfreaking believable. Okay, that's it. I've said my piece, Chris. It was pre- uh, appreciate you jumping on. I will definitely see you in in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Big Big. I'm sure if you're gonna be popping out to some of these other events, if you make it, we'll be there. Uh, really nice, you know running into you maybe we'll uh we'll, we'll trade some you know he- head shaving secrets next time we see each other yeah we can just talk head shaving secrets talk a little trash about the cowboys i'm i'm, I'm in i love how that's like the universal thing everybody likes to talk trash because they're the cowboys america's team <laughs> right it's like there's one thing that we can agree on as long as you're not from texas it's it's you know the hate of the Cowboys. it just burns me every year where they come out and they're the highest valued sports team in all of, like all, the whole world Every year, it just burns me a little bit. Uh, you can you can have it as long as you don't win anything. We're good. I'll leave yeah, you on right. This. Seriously, I'll leave you on this. So they said, J- I'm sure you saw it. Jalen Hurts turned 25 like a month ago. He's never seen the Cowboys go to the championship game in his entire his life. life. Yeah, I did see that. That's what's hilarious. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Uh, all right, we recorded this session. We'll get it posted on msbinitiative.com under sessions in a little bit. Uh, check out ironscales.com click on partner hit chris marquez he spelled it earlier um he's on all the platforms i'm sure um on linkedin anywhere else awesome thank you very much chris thank you very much everyone else who's listening to this catch you guys on the next one oh wait Jer- real quick i got one for uh, you we could do the rocky okay. you could just reach you could just yell out and be like hey chris from the Rocky reference, yeah, Adrian. When he's yeah, yeah, stop, I got you. Know? you. I got I'll, you. Should, I'll, I'll, I, should I should I stop by the the Rocky steps and just Facetime you? Is that what we're gonna do? <laughs> yes, yes, that'd be do that too. <laughs> All, right, All right, thanks, y'all. You got it. See ya.